Well, I'm so excited um, to, to minister this word today. And um, Pastor Danny um, opened up our series last Wednesday on the DNA. And such an amazing uh, sermon. If you didn't hear it, um, you want to go to our YouTube channel and go ahead and connect with that and listen to it. It's, uh, um, it was entitled Corporate Prayer. And just kind of recap of what took place um, last Wednesday is that you begin to challenge the church because our DNA as a church, our DNA as a fellowship, our DNA has always been founded on prayer. It always has, and it will always be. It's always on prayer. But what we did last week is we challenged the church, Pastor Danny challenged the church that this men's group prayer that we have um, going on, uh, we opened it up for all, men and women. And so far, we have had 180 people sign up for this prayer group. And I'm telling you what, folks, it's amazing. Um, just this last day, we opened it up to our entire fellowship. So they're going to be um, in, involved in it as well, as well as overseas. So could you just imagine what God is going to do in this new decade? There's going to be so much great things taking place. So all I got to say is you better get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. You got to say it with some soul in there. If they said it with no soul, oh, man, I don't know how they're going to motivate you. But you got to tell them, get ready, get ready, get ready. Today what I want to do is I want to take the second part of this DNA. I want to speak to you on the subject of being set apart. And when you think about DNA, I think about my life. I've been a, in church my, my entire life. In, um, I'm only 20 years old, but my entire life, uh, I don't know why you laugh, but um, don't let... The, the short hair fool you, but the fact is when you think about DNA, when you think about this, this series, DNA, there's so much involved of DNA, there's so much involved in the background of what we're trying to challenge you as a church and challenge you as a member of this church because every single person in this place today, you're a vital part to our ministry, you're a vital part to our fellowship. And when you think about the DNA, when you think about DNA, you think about the background of who you are. You think of your ethic. You think about who you are. Doesn't matter what color of your skin you are. God designed you. God prepared you. God made you. He knew exactly who you would be. God uh, formed you uh, even before you were in your mother's womb. God made you. He knew how tall you would be, how short you would be. He knew what color you would be. He knew where you would live and be raised. Uh, and that is the, the type of God that we serve is that he knew exactly where you were going to be. He knows your destination. He knows your calling. 
And when I think about my life and I think about my, my, my walk with God and I think about being in church my entire life, I think about, thank God that we have a fellowship. Thank God that we have a church uh, that is founded and rooted uh, in the Word of God. Uh, it's not man-made rules, uh, but it's the Word of God. Uh, I'm talking about a church, a fellowship uh, that we're grounded. Uh, our mission uh, is about the Word of God. Uh, it's not man-made. It's not something we just found out of a cookie jar. But our mission, our DNA is rooted uh, in the Word of God. Uh, it's through the Word of God. Uh, it is in the presence. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, folks, when you think about this, who we are, we have been surviving over 40 years. 40 years. Over 40 years. And you think about our fellowship. You think about our DNA. Every morning when I walk in through these doors to, to work, when I begin to communicate with our pastor, Pastor Danny, Pastor Salazar, Pastor Sergio, when I, when I walk through these doors and when they begin to look at myself, you know, I'm talking about myself, when they begin to, when I talk to my pastor and he entrusted me, to be able to minister, to be a part of this church. It's a DNA that has been passed down to me, to you, and to your children, and to your grandchildren. And when you think about the DNA, and when you think about who you are as an individual, where everything that we do is biblical. Everything that we do is through the Word of God. Even when we preach, it's all biblical. It's full of scriptures. When I think about myself, when I think about me serving, and I think about coming to church for a very long time, now I begin to see exactly what God has been doing in my life all of these years. DNA. You can't control what blood type you have. You can't control your race. You can't control how God designed you and had how he made you. And what I'm saying by that is this, is that if God brought you through these doors and you gave your life over to Jesus, uh, God is saying uh, that I am planted you into this family. Uh, you are part of this DNA. Uh, you are part of this fellowship. Uh, you are part of a growing church, uh, a thriving church uh, that is all about reaching to our community. And I'm here today to tell you this, is that you can't change it. You can walk out of these doors, you can find another church, you can find another place to live. But I will tell you this, your DNA, your blood, your spirit, your soul belongs here. It's like those of you who've grown up moved out of your house, maybe you got kicked out of your house. You can live somewhere, you can live far away, but the fact is, 
your mom, your dad, your home is your home. Am I right? It's okay if I don't get any amens. I'm preaching truth here. Because your DNA is founded and rooted here. It's in this place. You can't go and find some other mom, another dad, another brother's. They could be your stepbrothers, they could be your stepmom, they could be that, but your DNA is the one that birthed you, the one that made you, the one that created you. That is your physical father and mother that God hand made you to come out of. So what am I saying? Same as a church. Our DNA, where you sit, where you come, where you drive every single day to this place. God placed you in a church. God placed you in a fellowship. Uh, God placed you at a church where you can praise him, shout, uh, and begin to glorify God. Uh, God said, uh, I handmade you uh, to be at New Harvest Church. Uh, I handmade you uh, to come and worship at this place. You can worship any other place, uh, but you're rooted and your DNA and your blood belongs here. And when you think about this and when I think about my life, I begin to understand why I've been through so much and I've been looked at different and I've been probably looked at a, as a weirdo But when you begin to look at the word of God, God said, if I call you, you will be set apart from the world and you will be part of mine. I'm not trying to confuse you. See, growing up in church, some people think it's the easy thing to do is to grow up in church. People say, oh, I wish I just grew up in church. Ah, it could save you from a lot of things. It can. But it also, you can go through some crazy things in your preteen life. I'm going to preach here, okay? See, in my preteen life, I didn't come to a Norwalk school. I went to a public school. I grew up in a Christian home that had rules, that had guidelines through the word of God. So when I asked to go to a football game on a Friday night, but there was church, he was saying, no, you can't go. When there was prom night where I asked if I could go to a prom night or to a, a, a dance, I'm even talking about junior high. I'm not even talking about high school. I'm just talking about like an after school dance. The ones in junior high where they're like at 3 o'clock. I'm not even talking about the night ones. I'm talking about like the ones after school. Can I just go? I'm the vice president in junior high. I need to be there. He didn't care if I was the vice president. He didn't care if I was even the most popular kid in junior high. The answer was no.
When I wanted to begin to listen to worldly music, it was no. Where am I getting at? What I'm getting at is in your preteens, then you try to make excuses of why you can't go to certain functions and you lie. Am I the only liar here? Growing up? Where are my young adults at? See, I'm going to preach to you all right now. What am I getting at? I'm getting at is that there was a purpose behind where God was setting you apart. There was a DNA. God said, I will set you apart. You will make, it will make, it will, it will look like you're losing out in life. It will look like you're not involved in things in life. It will look like you're missing out on bigger paying jobs. Uh, but I'm setting you apart for a calling in your life. Uh, I'm setting you apart because I'm about to do something that no man or woman could ever do. Uh, when God sets you apart, you better get ready uh, for victory. Uh, you better get ready for a blessing. Uh, when God God sets you apart uh, and puts you in the corner uh, where everybody else is being glorified. Uh, God is saying, uh, I'm just putting you in the corner uh, to protect you. Uh, I'm just putting you in a closet uh, to protect your soul. Uh, but when I expose you, uh, when I anoint you, uh, and when you're dripping with oil, uh, the people that ridiculed you, uh, the people that made fun of you, uh, you better, oh God. Let me read my scripture because I'm getting a little excited. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. It says these words, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. When I think about... I think about when you grow up, or even now, you can be left out by others, beset. You could be left out by others, but set apart by God because He has a special purpose for your life. I've learned that. When you've been set apart from others, when you've been set apart from other people in life, God is saying, I have a special purpose for who you are in life. I like what the Amplify says. It says, so I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeals to you to live a life worthy of calling to what you have been called. This is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and a mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. I don't know about you, but that Amplified version just slaps you in the face. Of how you're supposed to live your life. When it comes to being set apart 
for God? Know this, that it cannot be done on your own efforts. Uh, you must be saved. You must repent of your sins and trust in Christ alone for your salvation. Uh, God desires for perfection, uh, but we can't be perfect. Uh, thank God for God's grace. Thank God for God's forgiveness. Uh, thank God that he gives us a second chance. Uh, but Jesus uh, died on the cross and became that perfection uh, on the behalf of our lives. Uh, he has, uh, has been uh, crucified on that cross for our sins. And so when you talk about our lives, God is saying you're supposed to live your life set apart from the world. Your salvation counts. You, the way you make decisions in life counts. Sanctification. Being apart from this world doesn't mean that we can't have fun. I don't know about you, but every time I come to church and every time I praise him, every time I glorify him, I have fun in the presence of the Lord. Uh, somebody needs to help me out here. If you have fun in the house of the Lord, uh, then you need to shout Jesus in this room today because I don't know about you. Uh, I don't know anybody in this room uh, that has called Christianity boring. Uh, it ain't boring to me uh, because I have fun in the presence of the Lord. Lord. Uh, every time I meet in the presence of the Lord, I'm touched. Uh, I'm touched by the anointing of God. Set apart. Not only should we set ourselves apart by our lifestyle, but we should set ourselves apart by getting away and alone with God. When you look at the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul speaks to us as in our spiritual walk. How is your walk? About how do you walk spiritually? Walking in the act that speaks of the effort of having a different direction with a different destination in our minds. Meaning, how is your walk with God? See, what I think about our DNA there's a lot of things that we do differently that other people do. Y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. See, our fellowship could be a place where you may question what we do. Maybe not you, I guess. Maybe it's the ones that are not here today. Well, why can't we get tattoos? And why can't we drink a little bit of wine? And why can't we listen to worldly music? And why can't we go clubbing a little bit if we just lift up the name of Jesus? Why? See, now you know where I'm going. You, you, were, you were trying to be careful of saying amen. You were trying to be careful. Uh, or maybe you're just being offended by this message. Because set apart, we're different. Set apart, we're different. Set apart, 
See, the, the, I may not have no friends when I walk out of here. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. See, in this time of Christmas season, a lot of things happen during Christmas season, right? Christmas parties, business parties, work parties. I'm not against any of those. But when you're set apart, you're set apart. Ain't nobody catching this. See, people should know that you're a Christian wherever you go, whoever you communicate with, whatever you do. They should know by just the way that you look, by just the way that you talk, the way that you smile, the way that you walk, that they shouldn't even offer you a drink at your Christmas party. They should even have a, a special seat for you by the door all the way in the back. Am I the only one? Godly, we need some work in this place. You were just different. I'm not telling you that, listen, I, look at, I'm the life of the party, at least I think so, wherever I go. Okay? You like me or not, I'll make you laugh. You trip on me, I'll still make you laugh. If you make me uncomfortable in an awkward moment, I'll, I'll, I flip it back. That's how good I'm at. So if I could go somewhere where people are not saved and people are, are, are who, and I get it, and they look at you because you're weird, because you don't drink, because you don't curse, and because you don't dance, and uh, you're just paying your respects at a family wedding. Godly. They should know. They should actually tell you, like, hey, um, Dancing starts at 9 o'clock, so we're going to eat, do the cake, and if you want to bounce after that, you go ahead and bounce. I've had weddings like that, meaning like they're not going to get offended when I walk out. They're not going to get all feelings when I'm about to walk out. Or do we just go ahead, well, it's not going to bother anybody. Let me just do one quick move. And that's on your way out. It's like, hey, I see you. It's like, that's your moment. It's like, hey, what's up? I see you. All right. <laughs> I caught you all. I seen you. Set apart. God is saying, consecrate. Consecrate. Separate. Separate ourselves from this world. Consecrate. 
There's so much to a personal reborn life, meaning that we belong to God. We do what God wants us. We obey what God wants through the word of God. Uh, and when you consecrate yourself, you begin to look at the book of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, so then, brethren, uh, consecrate, uh, set apart from God for God, uh, who share in the heavenly calling uh, through Lee, uh, and consider Jesus the apostle uh, and high priest whom we confess as ours when we embrace the Christian faith. So when you think about that we have a calling in our lives, what I'm trying to get to you today is this, is the DNA. I'm not trying to put anybody down in the calling of our lives or setting ourselves apart. Listen, what I'm speaking to you is this. I know exactly what it feels like to be set apart. I know exactly what it feels like to walk into a room where you're the oddball. I know exactly what it feels like to go into a family uh, where everyone is uh, maybe making fun of you. Uh, I'm here today to tell you it's okay God is in heaven and cheering you on God is in heaven saying I set you apart for a reason and when your reward comes they better watch out I'm here today to tell you this it's okay to be set apart I'm here today to tell you is that when you consecrate yourself from this world and you separate yourself from the world God will honor that God will honor what you do. In order to focus on Jesus and not get distracted by the world around us, it's important to understand who Christ is. The renewing of our mind. When you think about those in the Bible who, who took their eyes off Jesus. See, Peter, knew exactly what it was to be on top of the water. And Peter knew what it felt like to be underneath the water. So when you take your eyes off God, you're on top. When you when you when you're when you're focused on God and when you're focused on the calling of God, you're on top of the water. But when you take your eyes off of God, uh, you will begin to sink uh, in your salvation. You will begin to sink uh, in the things. Uh, when we pay attention, uh, like Peter, uh, we will stay on top of the water uh, and begin to walk along with Jesus. Uh, we have begun the power to escape this world uh, what I'm talking about is this uh, is that when you walk closely with Jesus he will take you to other destinations where no man or woman could ever take you you say well it's hard to be set apart it's hard I'm over here and everybody's over there It's okay. I know we want to be Mr. Popular. I know we want all the likes on Instagram. I know we want all the thumbs up on Facebook. I get it. 
But God is looking at our heart, who we are, how we're set apart from this world. Listen, I know Jesus went to to the weddings. I know Jesus went to the cl to the clubs to witness to people. I understand that, but you're not Jesus. You all don't know how to handle your behavior. Jesus does. Don't tell me you could go to a bar and not. This is a tough topic. Why did you give me this one? I'm just kidding. I have no friends after this. I think that's always been our DNA. We tell the truth, the biblical truth, founded in the word of God. That's why I'm standing here. That's why you're sitting here. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Because it's our DNA. This is not no phony stuff, folks. God has a plan for each other. When you think about scriptures of folks that you think about Jeremiah, where the word of God began to have a promise for his life, but, but God knew his plan before he was even born. A promise. God set apart his life way before he was even thought of. Think about that. Think about the Apostle Paul, another great example. Uh, he started out hunting and killing Christians, uh, but thankfully his past didn't get in the way of his future. God knew that he would be set apart, uh, but one day be able to reach and preach uh, to nations. Uh, I'm talking about some of you in this room today. Uh, you did some naughty things, uh, but God set you apart, and God God brought you back to life uh, and he's using you in a powerful way when you think about Jesus Jesus separated and consecrated his self to God to the higher purpose in life Even Jesus was tempted. Even Jesus wasn't liked. Even Jesus was not, was not the most popular guy. Even Jesus, right? Jesus wanted to be, they crucified Jesus for what he was doing. So if they wanted to crucify Jesus for what he was doing, then who are we? Sanctification as the, bang, the band comes up. When you think about sanctification and when you think about being set apart, I think about 
so many lives that are in this room here today. The DNA being set apart. Our DNA as who we are as a fellowship. Our DNA. It's amazing to me when you begin to think about what God has done in your life over the years you will realize that God had a hand on you this whole time. But in that season, sometimes it doesn't feel like God has you. See, when I think about my DNA, when I think about my life, and I think about people who impacted my life, yes, of course, my parents, yes, of course, my in-laws, but I think about people like, Tom Haynes in the back. He would pick me up every Tuesday for outreach in his Nissan Sentra. And we would come to outreach. And if you know Tom, Brother Tom, it was a quiet ride to outreach and a quiet ride going home. But I love those rides. Who would ever know that that DNA of that gentleman of pouring his life into my life still being here and be ministered to. Who would ever know that? Who would ever, ever know that? Our DNA is very special. When you set yourself apart from this world, you not only impact what those that are around you, but you impact people that you never, ever, ever, ever have thought about in your life. I remember Pastor Bernie when he was a disciple way back. And I remember when he was in Van Nuys. And when I heard, first heard him preach, I said, how in the world did this guy become a pastor? He preached the craziest things. But it was reaching lives. It was a DNA that he was separating himself from this world. You see, the stories that I got coming to Norwalk were this. Oh, I remember you were just always in the parking lot. Oh, I remember you, you were just, I'm like, man, I wasn't even that bad. I'm still here. Stand to your feet. Sanctified.
I want you to say this word with me. I'm called. No, you need to say it better than that. I'm called. I'm called. I'm called. Sanctified means set apart. I'm meant for you uh, not to fit in. Uh, I set you apart. Uh, they couldn't like you. They didn't want you. Uh, they couldn't raise you. Uh, I'm meant for you to be a misfit. Uh, I'm meant for you to been stand out. Uh, I set you apart. Uh, I set you apart. Uh, but when I set you apart, all I was doing was setting you up for victory. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, you may have been set apart. You may have been a misfit you and men been probably thought you were a mistake but God said uh, I was setting you up for victory uh, I was setting you up so that I could take you on a new journey uh, I don't know who I'm talking to today but God is saying set yourself apart set yourself apart might have to walk out of a family dinner you may have to walk out of a movie that you didn't plan all of what you're seeing you may have to turn off the TV because a regular TV program is too much. Uh, you might have to tell your kids no. You might have to walk out on certain things. Uh, and you may look like a weirdo. You may look like uh, oh, everyone is looking at you. But God is saying, uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I set you apart. Uh, but I'm setting you up for victory. Uh, I'm setting you up for something. Uh, because what your kids see that's what they're going to be blessed uh, i'm here today to tell you uh, i want my kids uh, to see me living for righteousness uh, i want my kids uh, to understand uh, what we stand for is all through the word of god uh, oh god who am i preaching to in this room set apart Maybe you're in this room today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And you want to give your life over to Jesus, would you lift up your hand and say, that's me. I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to live a life that's not of me. If that's you and you want Jesus Christ in your life, would you just lift up your hand and say, that's me? Or maybe you've been playing around with sin. Maybe you've been uh, in and out of, of church. Maybe you've been doing your own thing. Uh, but God is saying to you today, I called you to be something different. Uh, I set you apart. So if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, uh, would you lift up your hand really quick and say, that is me. I want Jesus in my life today. Is there anybody in this room today? Here's my challenge to you. Thank you for joining New Harvest Church YouTube channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. For the month of November, we're speaking, I am thankful. What are you thankful for? Before we leave, we like to give you this opportunity to give your life over to Jesus Christ if you don't know him. It's a simple prayer, if you don't mind saying it today. Say, dear Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I pray that you come into my heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. That simple prayer of asking God to forgive you of your sins, he just entered in your heart.
Today, if you want more information and you said that prayer, we like you to text the word VIP to our 562-526-7882. Text the word VIP. Thank you and God bless you. We hope to see you here at our church.